0: Isaiah 54, single barren, you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud, you have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords, and strengthen your stakes. I want to speak on those four things. So. Enlarge the place of your tent. And that's where we are today. God, I'm not satisfied with what I have right now. I want more. And I have to create space. I want more of you, God. You know what's in the way is the things of this world that's in the way. It's the things I want. It's selfish desires. It's, it's not bad stuff for many. It's not sin. It's just I've got to make room for God. I've got to make a place for him. I've got to spend more time with him. I have to push let some of the other things just go by the wayside. You know when something happens, when there's a problem or difficulty, when there's a, when we have a hurricane. I think that might be a good example. When there's a hurricane coming, we don't go to work that day. We make sure our house is secure. We make sure we have all the supplies. We make preparation. With our God, we, we need to say, okay, you know what? Some of these things, and I know work's important, right? But some of these things are not necessary. Lord, I want to spend time with you. Is it necessary you get up every morning and have your cup of coffee and stare at the birds out the window? I don't know. But it's important for you to spend time with God. It's important for you to have a relationship with Him. Have a place where you say, okay, There's some things that don't matter. You know, I still have to help with the grandkids. I enjoy picking them up. And when they spend the night, my routine is a little off. But that's okay, because I get to spend time with them. How much more does God want to spend time with you and I? How much more does He want to pour out into us? We just got to create some space for Him. Enlarge the place of your tent. Number two, it says stretch forth. Stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. You know when when we exercise, when we, we do more than we're used to. Maybe you go out and work in the yard and had to pick up leaves the other day. It came I was sore, sore. We helped clean out a, the shed here the other day and it. it I was sore. Uh, you, you get old, you get sore. It's okay. Stretching causes that. God wants to stretch us where we're not always comfortable. We're not where I like that routine. I like everything just being so. I like, you know, I like traffic not to be bad. Therefore, I don't drive on I 4 unless absolutely necessary. (laughs) But we like our routine, we like things to stay the same. God wants to stretch us. God wants to expand us a little bit, stretch us into what He desires us to be. Uh, There is pain involved when we let God stretch us. Things don't always happen the way we want them to. We have to give up things many times. We have to give up comfort, desires. Our folks that work in the nursery I always say nursery, but you can put rangers, missionettes, Sunday school, wherever you're working with kids, our preschool. They give up. They're in there today giving up what they would be, they would love to be around this altar today, be a minister to. But they give it up so we have parents in here that can enjoy it. Stretch. I know it has got awful quiet. the biggest thing you and I can give up is is just some time to spend and pray and intercede. I think we probably... uh, In January, we started 21 days of prayer and fasting as a church, as a whole. We didn't all fast 21 days, but we fasted meals or maybe days. But we prayed. And then pastor announced that he was retiring, resigning, whatever... He's not going to pastor anymore, but I think it caused us to pray even harder. I know it caused me to pray a little more. It, 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 we said, okay, you know what? Uh, there's some change coming. That's going to stretch us, so we need to do a little more. We need to, that's, that should be our whole walk with Him where He stretches us and says, you know what? When I call on you to pray, pray. When I need something, you're there. God, God wants us to to intercede, not just for our church. When we were building this building, we were still, pastor called for the hamster hotel. <clears throat> when My fear was when we moved into here, we would all just take a deep sigh and whew, we made it. That, that's the mentality a lot of times for churches and they go through a, a drop-off right after a building program because they're finally... They've sort of reached the destination. Thankfully, we did not experience that, but I'm afraid if we're not careful, we might do the same thing with the new pastor and say, oh, he's here. Oh, now, no, we need to pray even more. Because what what is our purpose? What do we want? What do we desire? We want all of God. We want God to move. We want God to use us to touch North Lakeland for Jesus. We want somebody to... Uh, Just as much as somebody needed to tell me about Jesus, they need somebody to tell them about Jesus. And that's you and I. So, stretch out. Spare not. Spare not. Don't limit God with unbelief or doubt. So what do you believe in God for you and your family? What is it you're praying? What what are you praying for? Sometimes it's very specific. Sometimes it's general. But I want God to move in all their lives. I want them to hear the voice of God and answer it and respond to it. I want them raised where they know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. She's just saying amen. That's okay. I, want, I, I don't know about you, I want my family serving God. Some of you have prodigals that don't know. You know they're away from God. Continue to pray. Tonight I'm going to do my last in the series of the parables. And it's about prayer. And we're going to flip-flop the service. So if you have kids in kids' choir, they're going to go there first. I'm preaching first. And then we're going to spend some time in worship after the sermon. So last Sunday night... We were here till 9 o'clock just worshiping around the altars. Uh, you can leave whenever you want. I, I made that announcement last week at 7 and many people stayed. But let me just tell you, it's a hunger. It's a hunger. But don't spare. Don't hold back from God. Don't hold back. What I think sometimes we, uh, well, let's put it this way. When... When we had kids, my wife and I, we have four boys, I had to start giving things up because I was now a new dad. I had a little Ford Ranger pickup that the car seat would not fit in that middle seat, and today they wouldn't want you to have that car seat in there anyway in the front. But, so I had to give up my little Ford Ranger and get a minivan. I drive a truck today. (laughs) (laughs) I got one big enough for the grandkids to get in the back. All right. Mm -hmm. But I gave that up because it was important for the family. I gave up uh, watching a lot of sports on TV that I enjoy doing. Baseball season's coming up. I enjoy that. But I have to give that up sometimes. I have to give up certain shows I like to watch because the grandkids want to watch Peppa Pig and <laughs> when Jonathan who leads worship was 16 we needed to buy a vehicle and I gave up my motorcycle wow. traded it in to the joy and delight of my wife and my mother <laughs> what have I given up to serve Jesus what have what have we given up to serve Jesus? I've I've given up chasing the things of this world, the things that don't matter, the things the world says, hey, this is great. I've never spent time at, on a bar stool drinking alcohol. In fact, the only the only alcohol I've ever drunk was our best friends that put us that introduced us uh, to one another, got us a little basket for uh, the honeymoon, and they had about a six ounce bottle of champagne. Oh, okay, so never had, uh, I tasted it, I spit it out, it was like like in in, uh, Revelation where God spews it out of his mouth, that was me. Never had a thank God. My grandfather on my dad's side was a moonshiner. He used to tell the kids, "Hey, the revenueers come and y'all go over there and play and pretend like you don't see this." I mean, that was uh, that's how he grew up. Pastor talks. Pastor Davis talks about drinking moonshine. I so that doesn't entice me, but there are other things that the world has to offer that leads nowhere. It leads absolutely no. It's an the Bible says that sin uh, will kill. But Satan offers it, and it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it doesn't kill. This doesn't hurt me. Oh my. Wait for the payday. Wait for the payday. It doesn't, it doesn't go anywhere, and there's no eternity with God in it. All Satan wants to do, the Bible says, is to kill, steal, steal, and destroy. And He comes in as an angel of light. He makes it look like it's great. It leads nowhere. The Bible says it leads to destruction. Don't chase that. Go after God with all you are. So don't, don't spare. Don't hold anything back from God. Give it all to Him. He's worthy of it all. He is worthy to receive it all. You know what? And when He gives back, he gives back good measure, pressed down, shaken together. He gives back more. When, In, in our personal life, uh, my wife and I tithe. We give of our income to the Lord. This isn't a tithe sermon, but I, I'm, I feel impressed to speak on this. We have never... We've been through some rough times. We went through some where we didn't know where the next meal was coming, but we never doubted for once that God wasn't going to take care of us because we knew we honored Him. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights. Everything I have is His anyway. I'm just responding in kind and say, Lord, here's a portion of that. It's a thank you to all that you supply. He meets our every need. It's not about the amount. If you read about the widow that brought the mite in front of Jesus, all the rich people were bringing in, they were waving around showing everybody, and she dropped in the littlest coin. And Jesus said she gave more because her heart. She had little, gave it all. Lengthen your cords. Picture a tent and you got those cords running, pulling it tight. Number one, you, the, if it's loose, that water's going to collect on there and it's not going to be a good... <laughs> you're going to have a leak and you're going to have some drips, but you pull it tight. I believe lengthening those cords is being strengthened by the Word of God, knowing His Word. Jesus went into the wilderness... He fasted and prayed for 40 days. It said, then Satan came and tempted him. Boy, when, you know, Satan seems to come at the right time when you're hungry, when you're tired, when things are going wrong, he seems to come in. But how did he overcome him? By speaking the word of God. He said, listen, cast yourself down. The Bible says the angels are going to bear you up. He said, no, don't tempt the Lord. He said, make these stones into bread. I know you're hungry. He said, man shall not live by bread alone. He had the Word, knew the Word. You you and I need to be in that Word so we know the Word. So when the enemy comes, when he attacks, we can speak that Word. Be strong in the Lord. Lengthen your cords. Grow in the Word. The last one. Strengthen your stakes. Picture that 10 again. It doesn't matter how long my cords are if I don't have a strong stake in the ground. I believe that we're just saying, you know what, I'm in it for the long haul. God, I'm putting everything I am in You. And I want to be strong in the Lord. I don't want to be solid. I don't want to be shaken. I don't want to be moved. When the storms come, when the storm rages, things are going wrong all around us. If we're rooted and grounded in God, we're going to be safe. We're going to be strong. This last hurricane that came, the winds blew a different direction than what we thought. So these huge trees I have in my yard, if they were to have fallen, they would have fallen in the street and not on my house. I was thankful. But I want to make sure I'm rooted and grounded in God. I want to make sure no matter what storm comes my way, God is my rock and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Remember David and Goliath. David stood before this huge man, all the armor, all the weaponry, all that, and they tried to give David all that that stuff from King Saul. He said, No, I'm I I can't walk in that, can't deal with that, I can't fight in that. But he told Goliath, You come to me with spear and a sword. I think of Charlie singing this song, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. The enemy wants to puff himself up, make whatever's happening in your life seem bigger than anything, but our God is bigger. Our God is stronger. Our God is able. The Bible says He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever hope or ask. Dig in for the long haul. Be strong in the Lord. Don't be swayed by the things going on. The news is probably going to get worse. If <laughs> the new, the, I don't know if it's going to get any better. God didn't promise us that America would be this great Savior of the world. He is the Savior of the world. Amen. I love my country. I'm glad we have it. I, we're... Because we're free, we're able to send missionaries all around the world. Because we're free, we can worship in this house today. And I thank God for the veterans. I thank God for you fighting for our freedoms. And I want to just piggyback on what Debbie was saying support one another, love one another. If somebody is hurting, reach out to them. If you're hurting, reach out to someone. And I think sometimes we're afraid because some people have let us down. And we tell somebody something in, in private and then we hear it from somebody else. say, well, I don't want my business spread around the world, right? Find somebody you can confide in and pray and lift up one another. The Bible says, bear one another's burdens. But too many people are running from the difficulties of this life. But that's when we need each other the most. John 6, 68. In John chapter 6, Jesus was speaking really hard to, to everybody that was following Him. And uh, it's said after the, a few of those statements a lot of people left. And he turned to his disciples and said, are you guys going to leave too? Are you guys going to take off? This is not, they said, this is hard, Lord. This is tough. And Jesus said, well, are you going to leave too? And in 6.68, it says this. Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Who else are we going to turn to? Where else are you going to go? We have no one else to go to but Him. No one else to go to. Isaiah fifty-four, verse seventeen: No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment shall con- you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from Me, says the Lord. Prepare yourself for ministry. Enlarge your heart. We must allow God to stretch us. We must let God work on it. We can't stay the same. we got to grow in Him. Don't hold anything back. Spare not. Don't hold it back. Grow in God. Mature. And we must drive those stakes deep in the ground. On one of those, uh, we have eight stage prayer stations around here and I, the one on family says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord.